What's going on, Niner fam? It is Peter Lucas, and I got with me today special guest John V from Locker Room Rant Podcast. It's you know it's going to be a good show today. We're going to the playoffs, baby. But this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Once again, thank you for coming on today. It is Peter Lucas. I got with me John V from Locker Room Rant, and this is the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Uh, we we are streaming on Facebook, Twitter, and YouTube. You can find it on any of your anywhere where you get your audio uh, podcasts. Also, so if you don't want to look at my face, like great, like you can listen to my voice. Uh, but hey, John, I really appreciate you coming on today. Why don't you tell everybody where they can find your stuff? Because I, I see you everywhere. What's up, fam? Pete, always a pleasure, man. I, I appreciate you having me here, man. It's it's my pleasure. Uh, what's up, Tanya and Izzy? I see you guys. Uh, listen, you can find me at the Locker Room Rant. Uh, I do a channel with two of my best friends. Uh, one's a Bills fan, one's a Browns fan. We chop up the entire league. Uh, we talk some NBA. We have our we cover our respective teams um throughout the channel and 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 a lot of whatever anybody else wants to chop up so uh we do our shows on tuesdays at 9 p.m uh let's dive into it pete let's do it man the 49ers yeah. are playing the seahawks how you feeling about it oh man like uh, so i it's playoff time it's playoff time and you know it's becoming uh it's becoming a regular thing two two years in a row now <laughs> like we were kind of off and on off and on but now we're it's becoming a regular thing with Shani. I think Shani's proving his coaching chops at this point and all of the complaining and everything can go out the window. But I want to start off with make saying making sure make sure you guys are giving this a like, make sure you're smashing the uh you're sharing it to everybody, make sure that you let your friends know to let their friends know and then we can be friends every every week and uh like and just make sure that you just tell everybody and make sure that you subscribe to John's channel. He has his channel, just like you mentioned. Like uh, we we just have such a great community with the the Forty Niners, the Forty Niners content creators. And we were talking about it earlier. But I know you're just probably just as excited as I am about the playoffs. Uh, so how do you, how are you feeling going into this game, John? Oh man, Pete, I'm like I'm nervous, but I am. Like I, I, dude, I gotta tell you, and I don't know how you feel about the quarterback controversy that goes throughout this uh, this organization, but <laughs> I feel confident with Brock Purdy, and I'm I'm not I'm not as nervous, I'm not as anxious, uh, and 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 that being said, like I don't hate Jim, I am in fact a huge Trey Lance supporter, uh, mm-hmm. but I do not hate Jimmy G. I, I, it's just not, it's not in my wheelhouse, man. I, I, I'm frustrated, but I don't hate the guy. So I just feel very confident in Brock Purdy. I think that the young man, 
Uh, he executes this offense quite well, man. He he is commanding the offense the way that Kyle Shanahan uh, expects. I believe that their preparation is executed throughout the week confidently. And I think that I don't feel the frustration. I don't, <laughs> I don't fear the things that I used to fear. Right. I, I, yeah. I, I don't have those, those, those moments where I close my eyes and I hold my breath, Pete. Like it's just me enjoying the offense, getting into the red zone, putting up points. So I, I'm confident, man. I truly am confident. And I think that the run game, uh, is strong. I I know that that's their weak. Uh, that's one of their weaknesses is the run game. So I believe with a healthy Elijah Mitchell, whom whether or not you, you, I mean, you can't deny the fact this young man's productivity and performance has not decreased since these significant times. Uh, he's missed two significant uh, times in the season where he has not been available. And when he comes back, he's just a monster. And you just, you can't, you got to admire those yards after um, he's just like 11 yards averaging and yeah. <laughs> seven, eight yards averaging. Like it's insane, man. Yeah. Um, I'm, I'm thrilled, man. I'm thrilled. Yeah. With the 49ers, the second, the second seed, I am supremely confident in this team for a lot of the reasons why you just mentioned. And this is, I, I look at just like you were talking about with Purdy. I mean, you keep wait, waiting for the sky to fall, but the the reality is, I mean, he is what what Kyle's probably been waiting for his whole this whole time to find to find in in a quarterback. Um, you remember he 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 liked Kirk Cousins, <laughs> and what is Kirk Cousins but a guy that's gonna do things r- pretty similar that as Brock Purdy? He's gonna make his read, his pre snap read. He's gonna anticipate his throws because he's not the he doesn't have the the elite arm. And uh, like uh, like a Josh Allen or anything, and I think that that is the main thing with Brock Purdy is the fact that he is he is really good at the, his pre snap reads, and then he trusts what he sees and he anticipates its throws. So I, I'm supremely confident. Uh, like you were talking about with uh, with Elijah Mitchell, having him like almost a thunder and lightning with uh, CMC is mm-hmm. I mean, that's it that I, undoubtedly to me it is the best backfield in the league. Like there is no, I mean, even with just CMC and even with uh, maybe Jordan Mason, it would probably would have been the best backfield in the league. But uh, but with a lot, when you add Elijah Mitchell in there, and mm-hmm. he gives you that little bit of power uh, power running and running through some of those arm tackles, and he has the he has the juice to get the to hit the open field too. It it's just you just saw it down there at the goal line. He was not going to be denied. I think he was so juiced up to be back in the mm-hmm. game. Uh, but yeah, it, it was it was incredible to see him back on the field. But are there any teams in this in this playoffs that you're really afraid of? Uh, well, I mean, you can take Tampa Bay and you can put them to the side, right? Um, yeah. You can you can take uh, Dallas. Uh, Dallas is a bit concerning to me. Uh, I know Dak's struggling right now. Uh, he, he's not as consistent with his throws, and he's getting he's throwing interceptions. So I, I, I think the Vikings, you mentioned a little bit about Kirk Cousins, and Kirk Cousins can do just enough mm-hmm. with J.J. in the back. There, uh, When J.J.'s lined up and he's, he's – the problem is we, are, we have been exposed lately. In uh, the over-the-top throws, uh, deep downfield, we've been exposed. 
a little bit of Huff, uh, a little bit of Lenore. Now, now Lenore versus AJ Green was, I, I'll, you know, you got that was six, a push off. Six it was a push off. Okay, I, we agree. Uh, but but I mean, AJ Green's massive, dudes. Dudes, yeah. just his length is ridiculous. That's true, right? So he, going up for that ball, Lenore went up, but I, he's just AJ Green's going to get that. Yeah. Seven out of ten times, AJ Green's going to get that, right? So. Um, I, I think with JJ and uh, Kirk Cousins, they they kind of conserve. They do, um, and, and anybody in that matter, anybody for that matter, if you can get um, Ceedee Lamb uh, deep back there and burn burn Huff, if if there's a break, if there's a if there's a misread in the communication there, um, I, I fear that. So I would say the Vikings out of the NFC concern me. Okay, uh, yeah. in the AFC, pick your poison. I mean, my God, you've got Cincinnati, you've got Buffalo. Um, those two teams on the AFC concern me. Uh, if we were to, you know, I didn't want to put, I don't want to put the buggy before the horse, but you know, yeah, for uh, sure. As far as NFC Championship game cons- is concerned, I would be, I would, I would put uh, the Vikings at the top there for me. Yeah, I, I would. I mean, I think I have to put the Eagles in just because uh i'm not i'm not too afraid of the Vi- vikings for my own reason i think just think that even though kirk cousins can he can't i mean he's got weapons like they've got weapons they've got mm-hmm. a good running back that can catch the ball out of the backfield which i think is a key because they're, they're not going to get a lot of rushing yards against this defense uh but but the fact that he can catch that uh that he can catch the ball out of the backfield that's a that's a factor as but my and of course you got Justin Jefferson and uh, Thielen, but what I really look at is that they have a stationary quarterback. He's not running anywhere. And that's, that's the part that, that I feel like the 49ers would have their way. Like uh, they're going to get pressure and it's going to, I don't care what, who you are as a quarterback. Uh, they've done it to everybody in this league mm-hmm. at one time or another. If you get pressure, and we saw it with Tom Brady. If you can get pressure, especially up the middle against stationary quarterbacks, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's a recipe for disaster for those offenses. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the reason why, of course, like I look at the Eagles, I mean, yeah, they're the number one seed. That's one reason. But at the same time, they have they have the, the Achilles heel to the 49ers historically to the 49ers defense, which is that running quarterback and. Not that I think he's going to run there. They like to do designed runs, which I don't think is going to really work against the 49er defense. But the problem mm-hmm. is, is that he can get out of the pocket when the pocket breaks down. And that's the, that is the, the one thing that the 49ers still, I've yet to see them really control and just, and just take care of. So they're, they're the only team that I look at in the NFC. And of course, I mean, if you go over to the AFC Mahomes, I just, I'm, I'm hoping he doesn't get there. I'm just hoping he doesn't get there. And then uh, I'm not too afraid for whatever reason. I'm not too afraid of Josh Allen. I, I don't know why it is like, uh, but I think that they, they're going to want to run him into, into brick walls in the beginning. They don't like to use their running backs, which is mm-hmm. weird. And, uh, and if we can just key on one aspect, if they're one dimensional against the 49ers, I don't care if he is a mobile quarterback, you're going to, you're not going to be in a good spot. So that's so. That's kind of the way I look at it. I, I Philly is Philly is definitely probably the one team that I could say 
mirrors the 49ers in a sense, right? They're the mm-hmm. only team, I think, in the entire playoff picture that has the depth equal to the 49ers, right? They do have depth, uh, but but in the in the grand scheme of things, Washington gave us the blueprint on how to defeat the the Eagles, right? Granted mm-hmm. the fact that we have a hard time uh containing mobile quarterbacks, there's no doubt about it, right? We are built to, you know, uh cave the edge, you know, and and, and we almost we almost need to spy Jalen Hurts with with maybe Hufunga hmm. or or you know and and, and I, I just I, I try I try not to get too hyped up on on the on the Philadelphia Eagles because <laughs> I understand that they are the one seed. There's a lot of hype around them, but they can be beat. They yeah. can be beat. Oh anybody and can be beat. um their 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 running back Sanders it actually concerns me more than Jalen Hurts, to be honest with you, hmm. just because he's so fast, right? That's Dude's true. So fast. Um, but I, I, I see. I just, I, I have been tossing this around, man. The only reason why I say the Vikings is because we have given up so much to bust out quarterbacks, starting with uh, Heineke when we played Washington. Then, we, then it was Stidham. Then, then we played. Uh, Blau or however you say his name, right? Yeah. These guys, these guys are, well, coordinators are just taking advantage of the over the top on us week after week. It's almost like they know that San Francisco is going to have a hard time defending that, that deep threat. Right. And they seem to catch us with it. Um, and, and, and that's where I feel like cousins and Jefferson come into play, you know, because cousins is that, that stationary statue uh, similar to Jimmy G but they get lucky. They make yeah. throws and they get back into games, right? Um, that 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 is why it's like I'm more. I, it's like I think that we play down to our opponents. So if our opponent is playing, we just play down, right? So mm-hmm. when we play down, like it always seems like we get disappointed with these plays that like we just grab our hats. We're like, oh, what is going on? Yeah. What is happening right now? Why are we Why are we giving up these plays like this? Um, so the Vikings kind of concern me low key, the Vikings, I, I just, they're the one seed. So I kind of say to myself, you know what, let's see, let's see how the next few, let's see how these games play out and then we'll go from there. So it may be a little premature on my part to, to pick the Vikings, but they concern me, uh, just because of Justin Jefferson. He's his elite in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. And, and I hear you. And hey, what's going on, Brandon? Hey, what's up to everybody in the chat? First off, like uh, there's you guys are going crazy in the chat. I appreciate the all the feedback and uh, appreciate you guys coming in and spending your time with me. But the one thing and I and I hear you, the one thing that I look at is is uh, and uh, and I heard uh, Jason say uh, something on his bully ball podcast uh, with Steph. I think it was yesterday. Like uh, that, it was an interesting stat that he had where he was talking about how le- last year we were one of the best, the 49ers were one of the best teams against, like, with as far as yards go on defense, like giving up mm-hmm. uh, yards. And but they were, they were like next to last in takeaways. Well, this year it's flipped, <laughs> like they're 21st or whatever in giving up yards, but they're, but they're, second and turnovers so it's i don't know which one is better but i would say that if 
yeah, they're giving up the occasional play, busted play. But in the past, that I felt like that would have been a huge issue because mm-hmm. we weren't scoring points. And now, but now we've been throwing up thirty burgers every, every almost every game. Like uh, in, and they're they're getting enough turnovers. And granted, you don't want to count on turnovers, but at the same time, they've been they've proven that they're that they're going to get one every pretty much every game. And mm-hmm. uh, so it's just, and they're still holding teams to what, like uh, usually under 20. Like uh, there's been a couple of games where they've gone over that, the Raiders game, like, uh, and, but, but for the most part, they're, they're keeping, they're holding teams to, to under 20. And if they can hold teams under the 20, the way this offense is cooking right now. And it's weird to say, because we've had, we've been waiting for this offense to get cracking for, for years now. I mean, we've been calling Channy an offensive genius for, and it's crazy that we had to get to our third string quarterback to finally realize the vision of his offense. <laughs> but, but it's, it's, uh, yeah, with this offense playing the way and the rhythm that they have going right now, I'm almost not afraid of them giving up the one to two, two plays a game because what we saw last game was that, yeah, teams are going to go after Lenore. Like we know that they're going to go after Lenore, but I feel like, they're putting, they're putting uh, Gibson, shading Gibson over, and making sure that those safeties are kind of giving him the help that he needs. So if they throw it up, there's a good ch- even on the even on the one that Gibson or uh, that Lenore got dunked on, like the it Gibson was right there. There there was almost there was two guys there in position. Like uh, they just didn't make a play. Neither one of them made a play. And but then you saw Gibson got two, ended up with two picks. Uh, Odom got a pick. I just feel like they're they're almost they're almost ready for that. They're preparing for that eventuality. They know the teams are going to go after them long because literally that's all they can do. Right. They're, if right. you try to go against these linebackers, you try to go that, that medium intermediate against these linebackers, you're going to lose. If you try to run mm-hmm. the ball, you're going to lose. So all you've got is deep and try and get a and try and get a penalty or hope for a big play. And uh, yeah, they've been giving up the one or two. A, ga- a game but uh but i think that this offense for once can keep them like uh, can either it, it's just going to keep the ball moving and keep that keep that off other offense off the field anyway so yeah fair fair point man i like it definitely i mean we are getting down the field and we are making pre- our presence in the red zone and scoring touchdowns rather than you know burning three four minutes off the clock and kicking a field goal uh, in the red zone. So yeah, man, I mean, it, it's, it's, we are definitely competitive in the red zone now. Uh, oh, versus man, just about crazy. Everyone. So that's a fact that's that a we're fact. scoring. We before we were getting there, we just scored, we weren't yeah. scoring touchdowns. And now yeah. it's just like, I mean, Purdy's averaging what two a game. <laughs> He's averaging yeah. two a game. And sometimes, yeah. I mean, he got three in the last game. So it's uh he did he's not getting a ton of yards, but he didn't have to. And uh, the, but Let's let's talk a little bit about the Seahawks because this is the third time in the season they're of course their division right they're a rival a lot mm-hmm. to some people to the younger fans that they're they're our most hated rival uh, to some of us they're I mean they're pretty uh, they're not on the level of the Rams to me but but uh, the sea but the Seahawks uh, this is the third time we played them this season is there is there anything you've seen recently from the Seahawks that makes you think this game could be a different story than the last time we beat them. 
Uh, not really, because I mean they they scored they scored some points on us late uh, on our last matchup. Uh, that being said, just Kenneth Walker is is tough, right? Uh, but we we got Kimball back, so I, I expect to see the the run defense, uh, you know, uh, dialed up a bit. So I, I'm I'm not so concerned too much about Kenneth Walker. Um, mm-hmm. As far as Mooney Ward and DK Metcalf, you know, DK's got temper tantrums. He gets him. He gets, he very easily allows himself to get flustered. He gets, he, he's vulnerable. Right. For so, sure. and, and, and Mooney Ward's going to be, he's so good at, at getting in your head, regardless of mm-hmm. who you are, that he knows, he knows that if he can throw him off, he will. And I, I guarantee you, um, we will start to see uh, Seattle start to break down. Uh, but, but it's Tyler Lockett, I think on offense that concerns me. Um, veteran, uh, just knows how to get himself open. Um, he 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 found he found that that late touchdown uh, in the end zone where Huff um, kind of lost him. Uh, yeah. He thought he was going to go to the outside. You know, well Huff went to the outside, and and Tyler Lockett just sat down right there in the end zone. Right there, it made it. It was a simple, simple. Uh, but it, it, the play broke down. So I, I will I, I will say Tyler Lockett is my most concern. Gino. Um, Gino's gonna move use his legs a bit, but I, I don't I don't I don't I'm not worried about Gino as much as I'm worried about Tyler Lockett. Mm-hmm. Um they got that they got that tight end. Uh, what's his name? Um uh, Kobe Parkinson. No, no, if, yeah, Parkinson and they got Fant. That kid, that dude uh versus the Rams kind of showed up. And I, mm-hmm. I I wasn't really familiar with him and I don't really remember him doing anything, if anything, versus the versus the Niners, the last matchup. It was no. mostly uh, fan, right? So, and they had Disley I, at the time. Uh, too. They did have Disley. Yeah, I think he was hurt um, for last. I think he's hurt now. Um, I would say on defense, Pete, it's definitely Tariq Woolen and Quandre Diggs. Oof, Those two, yes. they freak me out, right? They, mm-hmm. they freak me out. Uh, so as long as we, as long as we control, you know, the intermediate stuff, the dink and dunk is our specialty. If we can, if we can just our screen game should be solid. That that's where I'm really banking the majority of of our success in offense is going to be the run game and the screen game. Mm-hmm. I think it's going to be awesome because I think they're going to try to take Kittle out of the out of the con, out of the out of the contest. But we still have Tyler Croft you could do a, yeah. a, a dual. You could do a tight uh, two tight end set where you could have yeah. Croft as your X factor. Um, you know, I I just I kind of think Croft, think Croft have, is an unheralded guy too. Like, uh, I, I, I like Croft. I really like Croft. I do too. I do too. And it's like Kyle, Kyle utilizes these guys very little. You forget about them. You come up against a division <laughs> opponent and then you've uh-huh. got a guy like Tyler Croft making plays. Right. So I kind of, I kind of expect to see Tyler Croft, um, a little bit more this game, uh, just because I kind of anticipate them taking Kittle out or at least trying to, to control Kittle because Kittle has been, lights yeah. out with with uh Brock Purdy. Um, you know, and with Brock Purdy, he gets to be a tight end again. So, you know, it's you know, but then you still have Jawan Jennings, you still have Debo, we uh, get Debo back, you know, we have we yeah. have McCaffrey, we have Juice. Like there's just so many it's just an embarrassment of weapons. It's just it's just so, too many to so plan ridiculous. for, bro. Like that was yeah. the, that was the one thing, right? When we got CMC, we knew that this was going to be a defensive coordinator's nightmare trying to trying to game plan for all these guys, knowing that someone is going to be a problem. Um, so 
So with that said, man, I, I think I think it's it's no it's Tyler Lockett for me on offense. Okay, and for mm-hmm. defense, it's Woolen and Quandre uh, Diggs for sure. Those guys, yeah. are, those guys are pretty pretty awesome, and that's essentially why they're here. You know, they got that late pick uh, versus the uh, versus the Rams, and here we are, right? Yeah, for sure. And I I look at this as I don't see anything different. I don't I don't see what they could throw at us that would be that would be a world beater. Um, they struggled against the Rams. They're st- I mean, they're still struggling against the Rams. Uh, they're they I, I just don't see it. Like they're they're gonna want to run the ball. Everything is for them is predicated off the run. So if we can stop the run, which we haven't still haven't allowed a 70 yard rusher this season, mm-hmm. like uh, the so if if we can stop the run, I think that takes away, like you said, they're gonna be frustrating DK. And honestly, I love that you mentioned Tyler Lockett. He is he is the best receiver on that team, in my in my in oh, my opinion. Like and I it's doubt. criminal. It's criminal to me the how they they go straight to DK all the time and they don't talk about Lockett more. The uh Lockett is has got just as many yards as DK. He's got more touchdowns. And it's uh and I think he's just a better overall receiver. That's uh uh I and I know that this would be criminal, but in any if he was on that Rams uh offense, the uh with uh Matt Stafford and all that, I think he could have done the same thing that uh what's his name that uh what's his name for the Rams? Um their big receiver. And I can't think of his name right now, like because he's been out all season. But uh they're bigger like oh. the, I think he could they they could he could be just as good as the, the triple crown guy. Like uh, if he was in a pass heavy offense, you would see it. You would see it like uh that he is just uh I I haven't seen a team that can really stop him. So uh but that's the only guy that I worry about. I don't worry about DK because they're just going to do the same thing that they did last game, which is just shadow him with, uh, with Mooney. And uh, like, and I think that just frustrated the garbage out of, out of DK. And it put him, uh, it put him in a spot where they were even trying to put DK in the slot to get him away from Mooney. And, uh, and it's just, it's when you're spending that much time trying to scheme up ways to get DK the ball, it's going to take you out of your game plan. And this, and when this 49er offense is humming the way that it is, you don't have time to try new stuff. <laughs> like, uh, oh, it's fact. Yeah. Like, so it's because the 49er offense, from what I've seen, the, the most impressive part is, is that they're going to continue to put pressure on you the whole game because they're going to field goal, field goal, and then they get mm-hmm. a touchdown, field goal, field goal. But like, there's not much punning going on. And like, uh, that's, and so it's always going to be pressure. And uh, so I, I just don't see how, especially the fact that it's going to be at home uh, for the 49ers. I just don't see yep. how that's going to be, how they're going to find some magic elixir uh, and uh, and all of a sudden be able to beat, because uh, our, our guys are just better than, than theirs. And uh, we talked about the weapons. I mean, the, four, the 49ers just have, even if uh, I mean we people forget that we're just now bringing Debo and Elijah Mitchell back, like uh, I mean those guys haven't been here and they've still been putting up thirty burgers on people. So what you gonna do? I I, I don't I have no idea. P, uh, Pete Carroll's probably 
and I heard he was uh, he was giving kudos to the to the 49ers uh, trying to, you know, everybody's saying that they're he's trying to get in their head like uh, by complimenting him. I don't want to hear none of that. Yeah, I, I, want saw that. To, I saw I saw I want them to twist that. the knife and pull the gum out of his mouth and just shove it down his mouth. <laughs> I, I, I just cannot. I, I want them to beat them down so badly. Uh, I, I just can't stand Pete Carroll. Even back in his US, USC days, I couldn't stand him. But uh, let's see. What, what we're, we're, I want to compare the QBs a little bit. And we talked about Purdy. We talked about Geno. Um, but is Geno Smith a true upgrade over Russ Wilson, do you think? Or is it just the fact that he allows them to run what they want to run with that uh, run what Pete Carroll wants to run without any, without any pushback. Oh, definitely dude. He's not, I don't say, I don't think he's an upgrade over, over Russ, but he certainly hasn't been anything less. Right. I was looking at, um, looking at some of his numbers, man. And I mean, this season alone, he's got, 758 more yards than 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 Russ. But Russ has also got some some receivers out over there in Denver. But nonetheless, looking at Geno's numbers, he's been pretty amazing, man. They have no reason to move off of him. They have no reason yeah. to move off him. He set the the franchise uh single season record. I think I think he I think he uh I think he took the single season record for um uh attempts or something. I, I can't remember the stat, yeah. whatever it was, but uh, Gino's definitely going to be in their plans moving forward. They, they really, um, with the loss, with the, with the loss, I think, uh, with the win, they fell to the fifth, fifth draft pick. I think they're, they're, they're drafting fifth now. So, I mean, I don't see them going after, uh, they're going to have to draft a quarterback eventually, but I mean, Gino should probably be in their plans moving forward. I would think so because I mean, he was very yeah. successful this season. Dude's at 70%, um, just his numbers are great. I have them here in front of me. They're really great, man. But yeah, they are the same, in the same respect. Uh, it, it just, it kind of makes me wonder like how much of this was Pete Carroll all along. Right. Um, mm-hmm. Russ struggled in Denver, bro. Russ struggled a lot. Yes. And I, I don't know if it's, if it's just, you know, one season removed out of, out of, a, out of, out of Seattle. But right now, I, if I'm, if I'm Seattle, they're very happy. I mean, I was listening to some Seattle podcasts and like, they don't seem to miss Russ whatsoever. (laughs) I mean, the compensation that they're getting, the productivity that they got, like this was a win-win for them, bro. Yeah. They they really didn't skip a beat. In other words, like we thought they were going to be dog water and here we are, you know, playing them, you know, in the playoffs. So yeah, it's crazy to think of because they were supposed to be terrible. (laughs) <laughs> they 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 were supposed to be terrible. I mean, I rem I I remember being in in many uh in many uh Twitter uh which spaces and and we were talking mad shit about the, about the Seahawks. <laughs> and the next thing we know, they're just like, okay, this is crazy right now. Like, is this a one off? And then he just kept winning and winning and winning. And I'm like, all right, this is crazy. Um, but but listen, dude, we won the division. Um, we swept them all. Uh, it, it, it's just been it. it it's the it's the it's the one thing that that gets that get, that grinds my gears is even the Rams like we beat the Rams beat the Rams and they were bound to get one on us and they get us in the most important game you know and it was the NFC Championship game but mm-hmm. they're they they have more they have better players they had better players last season in the NFC Championship game than Seattle so to speak right 
DK Metcalf has struggled to get open with Mooney Ward. So I, I, I want to take DK and, and I want, and I know DK is going to have, or at least he's going to try to have the game of his career. Right. But mm -hmm. I, I'm, I'm confident. I'm confident in the secondary right now. And uh, they did struggle with the Rams. So with that being said, San Francisco should win this game. And, you know, and, and they could probably see Gino again next season. And I expect to. Yeah. And I expect yeah. to because I think Gino could give us a fit if they build this team the right way. Like they could they they could come back sooner than we thought. You know, yeah, they're competitive I think, now. I think the key for for their team and they have the like I said, they have the fifth pick. It depends on what they're looking for. Like they could use that fifth pick. They could take a they could take the QB of the future. Uh or they could trade trade like a I'm thinking with my my Madden GM hat, like, uh, but but I would trade down and get more picks uh, to to fortify that defense if I was them. Like, uh, yeah, absolutely, because uh, that's what they need. They need a pass rush. They need some more pass rushers. They need some linebackers, and uh, and then they need some, and then they need another corner. Uh, so it's it's uh, because they're they're terrible on against the run, like uh, they're terrible against the run, but mm -hmm. they. Uh, but what the the one thing that they are good at is uh, is taking the ball away. They're still good at turnover. They're still like one of the best teams in turnovers. They're they're I think they only had like three or four less than us. So it's uh, yeah, even though they're bad, like uh, they're finding ways to to turn the ball over. But yeah, I with as far as Gino goes, I think that that they can. I think that this team can win with him. But like I said, I think it's all about. Can their defense can can their defense hold anybody? I think that's that's the thing that they really need to concentrate on going for. I think Geno's been great for them. I don't think you could have expected any more out of out no, of him. Hell no. And he's been lights out. Yeah, like uh, it, I don't think anybody was expecting him to have the season that he had. And it's no. uh, like you said, we were talking about in spaces, but but yeah, it's I want to talk about Purdy a little bit. So first. I mean, he's a rookie, but it's so obviously this is going to be his first playoffs. There's going to be playoff pressure. And do you think the playoff pressure kind of affects him in any kind of way? Or do you think that this kid is too, too young uh, to even realize it and just goes out there and plays his game? I think, listen, I think, I think Brock Purdy is going to play his game. Okay. Let me let me read you his strengths. Just just coming uh, yeah. out of the draft, okay. And and I want you to think of these. Like I, I was on Breezy's show this morning, and I and I read these off to him. And I want you to just just let me read them to you. And mm -hmm. you you can you can nod the chat. I need you guys to to, to envision this now. <laughs> what you've seen of Purdy in six games? Tell me if these numbers are. Tell me if these strengths concern you. All right. He's an accurate passer, pocket composure, excellent decision maker. Good ball placement, throws a very catchable ball, good timing, shows anticipation, able to loft and touch passes, natural feel, instinctive passer, leads receivers for more yards after the catch, moves eyes through progressions, mastered his offense, good fit for a West Coast offense, very experienced, right? Yeah. Of those things mentioned, has he, has he put the ball in questionable places? Sure. Okay, because he was a seventh round pick. Okay, but outside of all that, 
instinctive passer, reads through progressions, composure. The, the, the kid doesn't fold. He plays very confidently. And because he plays mm -hmm. confident, I believe that's why you and I are confident and the rest of the fan base is confident. It it's quite almost it's quite opposite of Jim, right? Yeah. We all of the things mentioned are questionable. Jim wasn't confident in a lot of his progressions. He mm -hmm. didn't read through his progressions. Jim's release was the quickest and made sense for a one read, but Purdy is spreading the ball around this offense. And, and family, I, you can't you can't be you can't be disappointed at all because this is something that we're not used to. Mm -hmm. You know, we are literally getting production out of our entire offense. And in in Kyle, we I was worried about how is Kyle going to feed all of these mouths, you know, with Jimmy. You know, yeah. I was worried about that, you know. And then it's Brock Purdy. It's Brock the Brock Purdy show, bro. And yeah. it's almost like Brock Purdy is is spreading the ball around and making this offense so much more. I mean, this is why we're scoring, Pete. Like, this yeah. is why we drive down the field and we get into the red zone and we are getting touchdowns. The kids got 13 touchdowns in six games. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I, I'm just I'm amazed and I yeah. and I get so pumped, bro. I get so excited because I think to myself, you know what? Brock Purdy is confident. I I, I remember uh listening to um Fred Warner and how uh during camp, like he talked a little bit about um uh Brock Purdy's mannerism, like how he held himself. Like they didn't treat this guy like like a rookie. They didn't treat this guy like, listen, man, it's gonna be okay. Like Brock Purdy was yeah was 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 making that was raising eyebrows bro and sure. we had no idea we had no idea i had no idea yeah okay i sure as hell didn't think brock purdy was going to be who he was but i mean in the playoffs i understand that the, the 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 speed of the game is increased uh the the these guys are putting it all out there right it's a one and done situation so everyone is giving it their 100 I just, I honest to God, I think that Brock Purdy is going to handle this no different than what we've seen. And mm -hmm. I, I say that because each time Brock played this year, we were like, well, I got to see, I got to see, I got to see some more. I got to see some yeah. more. We've seen, he's checked boxes, bro. He came from against, behind the Vegas game. Against good defenses. Like uh, against Washington. Washington's a good defense. Yeah. Um, you know, I I was a little bit disappointed with uh with the Cardinals game. He wasn't throwing the ball away. He was just kind of getting chased down. He yeah, took a that's true. Yard loss on one of them. That kind of bothered me a little bit. But again, I just it's it's one of those things. Like Brock's gonna let that. I, I'm sure after looking over the tape, it's gonna be fine. And mm -hmm. I really don't even believe that Kyle really has to dig deep into the bag, Pete. For Seattle, yeah. like he really doesn't have to show his hand much right now. You know what I mean? Like. Yeah, we just play our I, game, dude. We should be just fine. I look at it. I look at it this way: like when we're comparing Jimmy and uh, and Brock, Jimmy, it's not that he didn't understand the the offense. He was terrible at making pre snap reads. He was yes. like, uh, but not only was he terrible at making pre snap reads, but he had a tendency to to uh, to kind of stare down receivers and kind of go with. Like once he found hit a guy a couple of times, he would just stick with that one guy, and that's yes. why we would get we would see Kittle go whole games without getting targets, and we would mm -hmm. get see uh, 
different IU going whole games without getting targets. There was a reason is because Jimmy had a way of, of he would just ride that, that hot hand like uh, into the ground. And then he would end up throwing a pick because the, the defense was waiting for him to throw, hammer the ball in there to Kittle or hammer the ball in there to the guy that he was picking that game. Mm-hmm. Well, Brock isn't doing that. Brock is no. making his pre-snap read. He's look. He's looking at the deep. He's paying attention to the defense. He's changing plays on the fly. <laughs> yes. Like, uh, and he's and and uh, that's why you're seeing all of the guys get the love. That's why you're seeing the Jawan Jennings going into the huddle, apologizing to him for uh, for a drop, <laughs> or or even Kittle patting him on the head, like uh, if they. Uh, like, I mean, they're getting so excited for this kid. I think that they love him to death and they're super impressed with him. I just think that that Purdy has this a bit, has the, the 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 traits because everybody gets excited about traits. Right. Like, uh, mm-hmm. I think he has the traits that are perfect. It's just a perfect fit for Kyle's offense. He Making the pre snap reads, having anticipation with your throws and ha- and just and hitting the and hitting the open guy like leading yeah. the open leading the open receiver it's it's really that simple kyle has had guys running around wide open in this offense for years now mm-hmm. and but jimmy did not trust what he saw and that was the no. reason why he's tap dancing in the pocket uh brock is trusting what he sees in his pre-snap reads so and he's anticipating that this guy is gonna be open as soon as he passes through this window. I'm gonna get it to him right now. Is he is he perfectly on time for every throw? No, like uh, he's a rookie. But to be a rookie and to be and to be hitting throws like he is and hitting guys wide open and making those reads, uh, like and changing plays on the fly to get out of trouble, mm-hmm. uh, it's it's super impressive. It's super impressive. I mean, so, uh, Pete, there's a there's an angle of that Kittle touchdown. Uh, just before half, uh, it's from the pan, it's from the uh, it's panning from the fans' perspective, and mm-hmm. you're watching it from 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 the seats, right? Brock just puts the ball in a place that Jimmy just wouldn't dare. Yeah, he just puts the ball there, man. He puts yep. he he puts just enough touch on it, and it doesn't have to be right in the bread basket for George Kittle. He puts it where George can go and get it. Yep. And he's done that all season. His throws have been remarkable. And, and, and yes, there are throws that he's not making, and I don't even give a damn because, to yeah. be honest with you, <laughs> he's given me so much more to be so excited yeah. about than anything to be disappointed in, right? Uh, I, I just don't want him to get hurt. Yeah, I didn't want him to get chased down in Arizona and, 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 and just make a bonehead decision and get hurt, right? That was yeah. my only disappointment. I didn't care about – the mistakes. I didn't care about the low throws. I, I don't even care because Brock has given us so much more to be so excited about. Yeah. Um, and he's taken a lot of that fear, like I said, out of, out of the game, you know, and, and, and to one thing, it's one thing to be, to be down on Jim and it's another to be, it's, it's greasy. Like I, I truly believe that greasy's made a difference in the locker room. Yes. And we saw, we saw an improved Jimmy G before he got hurt. I I was watching point. Jimmy make decisions that I had not watched Jimmy make before. I mm-hmm. watched his footwork was m- m- far more improved. Uh, he was reading progressions. 
Um, he was not throwing INCs, right? Um, yeah. He threw the ball away a couple of times. He threw the ball away a couple of times. <laughs> and, and it just, Jim, in, in those games, looked improved. Mm-hmm. And I, I, just, I just can't help to think, like, if we'd had Greasy here far, far sooner, oh. uh, where, where would we be right now, right? Yeah. Would we have, would we have won, would we have won in 2019? Um, would Trey Lance have struggled? Um, would there have been anything? Stop. Um, would there have been anything like, I, I guess, I guess my, my only thing here is, is that with Brock Purdy's, uh, experience in a power five conference, uh, with, with, with Brian Greasy is, is, is Brian Greasy a lot of why Purdy is doing so well, Mm -hmm. or is it just, Purdy just, I mean, his talent, right? That trait, the trait that you mentioned, I do believe it's there. I I certainly believe it's there because the kid has held himself in such a fashion that the rest of the guys, the alphas on this team, the the juices, the kittles, the debos, Jennings, these guys are 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 looking at a guy and they are seeing someone very confident, and mm-hmm. it's not scaring him. He's not. He is not overwhelmed. He, yep. He's not overwhelmed, man. He's just, he's doing whatever he's asked to do. And whatever that preparation is throughout the week, Pete, it has just paid off tenfold, man. Yeah, uh, absolutely. Raph, what's up, fam? Good to see you, bro. Yeah, 562, big up Long Beach. <laughs> and the, uh, but let's, let's move away from the love fest of Brock Purdy. Like, we all love him. Like, uh, but let's talk about some of these other uh, these other uh, position groups and the run game. I want to compare the run, look at the run game a little bit. So they've got Kenneth Walker. They, they use uh, a couple, they've got a couple of running backs that they use uh, DJ Dallas and uh, Kenneth Walker mainly like, uh, but, and they got another guy that I can't remember his name right now. I had it up, but, uh, but I lost it. The, um, but mainly it's Kenneth Walker and mm-hmm. we bottled him up. I mean, he didn't really do much in the last in the last game like just like every other running back uh and and i think that their offensive line while while they've been they've exceeded expectations uh having those two rookie uh tackles the while they've exceeded expectations they're still rookies and ha- i just i just don't think that they're going to be able to 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 run the ball but do you think Kenneth Walker gets more than that 70 rush yards in this game? No, no way. Yeah. Uh, with the addition of Kinlaw and having Armstead back, there's no way, bro, because we didn't have Kinlaw and we didn't have Armstead when we played them. I, I'm just I'm I'm confident that that with with a healthy with a healthy defensive line, it's gonna be hard to run. It's gonna be hard for anyone to run on this, bro. Um e- even even uh Sanders, you know what I mean? We will contain him if he yeah. gets to the outside. Provided we were to see them, um, I, I think that I think that Kenneth Walker is dangerous in the screen game more mm-hmm. than anything. I think it's the screen game. Um, but even then, I, provided that Greenlaw's healthy, I know that we saw him at practice today. It was very light. T. Uh, I know Tanya reported it a little earlier. It was a light workout. Yeah, he's today. gonna play. He's gonna play. I'm sure. I'm worried about that lower back though. That that lower back concerns me um, because. He's 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 gigantic in this in this in this yeah. defense, That's especially true. in the screen game. 
triggering all sheds a block and gets gets to, gets to you before you know it. So I just want to see him healthy. Uh, but I would say that Kenneth Walker is more dangerous in the screen than he is under center. That's that's true. Like uh, I don't think Kenneth Walker is going to get seventy yards rushing. Like I, don't I just so. don't think that there's any running back in this league uh, short of maybe King Henry. Like only because he's just fit that physical. Uh, mm-hmm. Like, uh, but even even him, I don't know. It would be tough sledding. Like uh, it, it may take him twenty carries to get there. Like, uh, but how potent can this mixture of CMC and Elijah Mitchell be? And what do you think the percentage is going to be like? The percent, the split is going to be for their carry, their like uh, their share of their carries. I, I said sixty forty, uh, Mitchell. Just mm-hmm. because, you know, uh, I, I wrote it down in my notes, a 60-40, but it could be a 50-50 type deal. I, I, I don't know. It's, to me, I, I want to believe that I want to believe that Mitchell's going to get the heavy hand mm-hmm. and we're going to use McCaffrey um, as a as a, as as someone as like a, a security valve. Right. Someone like there for right to. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Essentially, let's let's do this. Let's let's say let's say that Mitchell gets sixty percent of the carries, and McCaffrey gets forty. Um, or does Mitchell get ahead? Like I, I don't. I really don't even know what they're going to do. To be honest with you, Pete. Yeah. I wrote it down as sixty forty, but I think maybe this is Mitchell. This is Mitchell coming back. He's getting you know the majority of the carries, and we we have McCaffrey just running around we could we could put him we can line him up in the slot we could do we could be creative we, we could be creative with McCaffrey now with Mitchell back but yeah. for the sake of the conversation let's say 60 40 okay uh, yeah I I look at I think it's the way that Kyle just geeks out on CMC <laughs> mm-hmm. I feel like he just looks for ways to get CMC in different types of positions I have a feeling it's going to be like 70 30 in this game uh depending depending on the situation if they get up heavy you're talking cmc cmc CMC? absolutely okay okay like uh, just because uh because of he's because of his ability in the passing game and Mm -hmm. i just have this feeling i just have even though even though that they they suck against the run i think that you saw it in the beginning of last game Kyle still wants to I feel like he wants to throw the ball so badly with with Brock Purdy and he has mm-hmm. to dial himself back sometimes but that would mean that that uh, CMC would need to be on the field for that that safety valve and I I don't I don't know I just think that Kyle is going to keep running CMC until the wheels fall off like uh I think that Elijah Mitchell he felt the need to get Elijah Mitchell on the field and a lot, you saw Elijah average like 11 yards a carry but I mean I think that 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 was the only reason why he had a lot. He was the uh, leading rusher was because he just he was just balling. Like, uh, mm-hmm. but I think that if Kyle, if this wasn't a game where Kyle had to get all of his guys out in a timely f- fashion, I think CMC would have ended up getting way more carries than uh, than than Elijah Mitchell. And uh, yeah, but I think that this this tandem. It's it's just it's just about what you how you want to how you want to do this. I thought that my favorite play out of the game against the Cardinals was the little the, was the little screen to Elijah Mitchell 
uh, on the on the side, like uh, which we hadn't we hadn't really seen from Elijah Mitchell that often. And uh, and then he made I mean, he got a ton of yards after the catch uh, off mm-hmm. of it. And uh, but I, I that was like my favorite play. Like, uh, I think that you're going to see a lot of that uh, in the in the coming weeks. I think Kyle is going to open up the playbook finally, like we've been begging to see. Uh, but I think that this this tandem is going to be it's going to be tough for teams to start to stop when, especially when they have to worry about the Debo's and the Iukes and the Kittles and the uh, and I mean all the other weapons. So it's going to be, gonna be like it's, it's going to be exciting, man. Every time I think about it, every time I think about it, it's just I, I just like, oh my god, like what? I mean, how do you stop it? I mean, I'm 45 years old. And and I'm sitting here geeking out to uh, to this offense uh, just because I mean you add this kid in there and now all of a sudden it just the offense just explodes something we've just been waiting to see for so long and uh, I'm so stoked about it like uh, but the let's move on to the wide receivers uh, sure. we we already talked about DK and uh, DK and uh, and my oh, favorite lock guy uh, Lockett. But uh, with Debo back, like we saw, he actually had more targets than anybody in, out of the receivers last week. Or he had the most snaps. That's what it was. He had the most snaps, mm-hmm. uh, more than any receiver. Do you think they'll force the ball to him or continue to kind of just spread it around? Uh, like, uh, I guess that's a it's more of a pretty question. But the but either way, uh, Debo, with Debo back, do you think that they're going to try and force the ball to, to him? Or do you let... Purdy kind of spread it around as much as I want to see Purdy throw, you know, to Ayuk deeper in the secondary, it's still Woolen and um, Quandre Diggs that freak me out. So I, I kind of want to see, I don't want to say that there's so much forcing it to Debo because in a game like this, putting Debo, um, I want to see, listen, Pete, I want to see Debo use the way we use Debo as a yeah. wide back. I want to see him, uh, getting getting uh, passes from high line of scrimmage and doing his thing. Yeah. Because if we can minimize those interceptions or the potential interceptions with, I think, because I think Woolen and Quandre Diggs are going to be thirsty for Brock Purdy. Mm-hmm. I think, I think they're going to be, I think they want this young man. I think, I think they're going to be ready for him, but I, I think I'd like to see Debo use as a wide back. Let's go back to our ways. Uh, the league hasn't seen it in quite some time. Mm-hmm. And I think it's time to, to get, to get the ball in Debo's hands and let him work. Honestly, that would be my, that would be the, that was, that would be how I would do it. Um, But I just don't know, man. You're right. Like Kyle wants to air this ball out. He wants yeah. to throw the ball. You can see uh, it. He's, he's so itching to do it. He really is. But with so much on the line with these implications, uh, and the fact that this is a third time, uh, play, this will be our third time playing them. I, I would say that we're going to be more conservative. And I think we use Debo, honestly, as a wide back, mm-hmm. or at least that's the way I'd like to see it. You know, let's, let's just, let's just get the, let's get them like, like, uh, a high percentage, a high percentage opportunity. In other yeah. words, let's extend the drive. Let's move the chains, extend the drive and do it the way we've always done it. You know? Keep keep those keep keep those those deep throws unless we have unless Ayuk just you know and Purdy that's the beauty about Purdy if Ayuk shakes digs 
or mm-hmm. or if he shakes uh, Woolen, um, if if we can get if we can get open, Purdy will find it. So yeah, I I have the most confidence in that. But for now, if we're going to talk about using Debo, let's use him like a wide back, man. Let's do it. Let's go back to our old ways. Yeah, I I think you saw. I think we saw a little bit of how they were going to use Debo in this last game. I mm-hmm. think that they're there. I think they're kind of moving away from the whole that of, of the whole running him up the middle, like yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. I think that they finally figured out that this team doesn't need that anymore. Like uh, they have so many weapons. We have two good running backs. There's, there's not, there's no reason I don't think that they, I think Kyle is seeing that there's not a reason to run him up that way. Now, what I want to see is, is the jet sweeps. I want to see the jet sweeps. Mm-hmm. I want to see the screen. Like we saw the screens, like we saw in this last game. I think that, mm-hmm. that when, that when the, the defense is forced to play back because Kittle's getting catches and Ayuk's getting catches, uh, like it's just going to be the constant, change up game it's almost going to be like it's a it's like a pitch count it's like a pitching pitching in baseball like they're going to pound them with the fastball with the running backs and then when they start cheating up and they start trying to time down that fastball guess what they're going to throw the change up and uh, and that's when the play action over the top comes but then but then you you've got now you've got to back up back off of that and here comes Debo with the screen (laughs) uh and 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 then you've got the middle of the and then they're constantly going to have the middle of the field open so like it's that's just the, kind of the, the way i see it i just i would like to see them not run him up the middle like that's all like Me too. i, I want to I I, 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 I I i that's fair let's not yeah. run him up the middle absolutely let's get him in space and let yeah him that's go. all i i just want to see him in space because mm-hmm. we've seen what happens when he gets in space even off the little screens that he got he would uh, granted yeah. they were only for like nine or ten yards. He wasn't taking them to the house, but the re but the reality was that's all really all they needed. <laughs> they were getting you couldn't first. stop him. Yeah, they were they they were just getting first down after first down after first down and just moving down the field at will. And that's really what it's about. So it's yeah, I, I think that that it would be that would be the way that I would use him unless some new information come and they they've like completely shut down everything else. Uh, because that's reason why the wide back came in the first place was because we couldn't do anything. We had no offense. <laughs> like our offense yeah. was struggling at the time uh, last year. So essentially but, carried us five games into the, oh. into the NFC championship game. And then and, I mean, teams knew it. Yeah. P- they, teams they knew that this stop. was what we were going to do and they still could not stop Debo. So, yeah. you know, let's go back to getting Debo in space and, you know, I just want to minimize the opportunity for INTs, bro. The interceptions. Yeah, oh, for sure. I just want to minimize those as much as possible. Yeah, especially for sure. versus Seattle because honestly, they've got two studs back there in a safety in a corner. They have two studs. I yeah. just want to be sure that we are putting uh, Brock Purdy in a high percentage opportunity to succeed. That's all. Mostly, yeah. and and a lot of that comes from the run game. And, and our dink and dunk that we, that we, you know, the dink and dunk is, I had a problem with it at one point, Pete, I will be honest with you, mm-hmm. but understanding that Shanahan's offense is basically the dink and dunk. It's the, 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 we always, we always say that the run game opens up the passing game. Yeah. That dink and dunk stuff is essentially where 
Shanahan's so good, dude, because yeah. everybody gets yards after the catch. And it's it just, opens up the run incredible. game. And it actually it really opens does. up the run game. And like it's uh, incredible. you see it all of a sudden quite frequently after they get one of those those intermediate passes for like eight or nine yards, then mm-hmm. the next one they they open up some huge cavern of a hole and CMC goes for like 20. Yeah. <laughs> like, uh, so yeah, it's, but okay. We're at my favorite part of the show where we talk about the defense <laughs> and what aspect of this Seahawks defense do the 49ers have to game plan around. Uh, and I, I heard you talking a couple about a couple of guys uh, with woolen and digs. And is that who they have to, to game plan around? Uh, like, most of all, or is there is there another aspect of this team? I would say it's the secondary. Mm-hmm. It's the secondary. Ultimately, the secondary. I, I, there's really nobody else there that concerns me. The tackles don't concern me. It's it's definitely it's definitely um, the secondary, brother. The edge rusher. I mean, what's his name, dude? Um, what's his name? They've got uh, not a Jabo. It's uh... What is his name? Uh, Some of these I guys, can't, I, can't, I can't even, I don't want to destroy the pronunciation. They've got Nawusu. It's, they got yeah, Nawusu. Okay. He's solid. They got him from the Chargers. And then they have, um, they got a rookie. They have another rookie. And I can't, I'm trying, and I'm trying to remember what his name is. And I should have. They got Shelby Harris, um, Puna Ford. I mean, it's, I really, I'm not, I'm not really worried about, about the line, dude. Yeah. I'm not really worried about their uh, their their edge rushers whatsoever. I I'm more I'm more concerned about the secondary. Really, that's that's ultimately it. Um, they, I, I I'm looking at their depth chart right now, bro, and ultimately it's the secondary. Yeah, that's it, bro. That's it. Uh, I don't know much about Muse. I don't really know much about Darrell Taylor and Puna Ford. Um. Shelby Harris, I think that's the one guy that gets that that they, he can get home at times. But they got Quentin Jefferson. Yeah, they got they have this young kid, uh, and I'm trying to remember what his name is. Now I gotta look him up because it's gonna bug me. <laughs> uh, and I'm hoping. Ryan Neal's questionable. Mike Jackson, they have. Uh, they have Lusu, Cody Barton, Tanner Moose. Uh, Boye Mafe, is that who you're worried Boye about? Boye Mafe, that's who I was thinking. That's of. dude. That and, I, I've I've heard I've heard uh, Jason uh, mention him quite a few times. Yeah, he was a guy that we were looking like uh, that. I think a lot of us were looking at in the draft. Uh, that is a target for the Niners, maybe in that that uh, where they got Drake Jackson, like. Mm-hmm. Uh, but I think he slipped a little bit farther than that down. But uh, but he's a saw. I think he's he he was really good in the Senior Bowl last year, and he was he's pretty. Mm-hmm. He's had a pretty solid. Like every time I see him play, he plays solid. But I mean, he's a rookie, but uh, he can get pressure. Uh, but but yeah, he's not somebody that I would fear, and that is going to be is going to be like somebody that they're going to have to game plan around. I think that you're right around about as far as it's the secondary that like I, I was talking about earlier, they're, they're actually almost as good as the 49ers at turning the ball over. Like, uh, mm-hmm. so 
They they suck against the run, but but they but they're pretty good at taking the ball away. And that and like so you were you're right to to be uh to be wary of of putting the of Purdy putting the, the ball in harm's way. Like that's that I think that's the main thing that we kind of have to really think about. And I'm hoping that they just ran the ball, run the ball down these guys' throat and like maybe throw the ball 20, 25 times a game or 25 yeah. times this game. Like yeah, uh, just just control the game, bro. Control the clock, you know, just dominate time of possession, Pete. That's my that's ultimately it. And and you know, whether or not Pete Carroll's you know, pulling some, pulling some bullshit or what, but I think I ultimately think that he, he knows what he's in for. I know that he knows what he's in for, uh, but yeah. it's the secondary and the secondary is what I'm betting that they're betting on most. Yeah, for sure. And uh, so with that being said, so 49ers. Okay. So is there a weakness on the 49ers defense that the Seahawks can exploit? Yeah, Diamador Lenore. Yeah. And I don't even and I'm not even and I'm and, and believe me, I'm not even a hater of Lenore. I yeah. am I am absolutely pulling for Lenore to be to be everything that he should be and more because it wasn't very long ago that I remember D'Amico standing up there at a presser telling everyone that Ambry Thomas and Diamador Lenore, uh, they just they just weren't quite there yet. Yeah. And then out of nowhere, Lenore is, you know. Yeah, well, he doesn't have a choice. But yeah, I look at Diamador and I see a guy that is not supposed to be an outside corner. <laughs> That's right. what I see in, in mm-hmm. Lenore. Like uh, he was playing outstanding as a as a nickel corner, and mm-hmm. he was forced into that role because of the Mosley injury. So my expectations for Lenore were not high, and. Uh, I almost wanted them to see Womack, uh, then put Womack on the outside just because he has the speed. But yeah. I think that we see a lot that his, I mean, he's a rookie. Like, uh, and as good as he played in the spot duty that he's had, he he can he's susceptible to some double moves. He's susceptible to a few things because he's young, uh, yeah. and and I just don't think that they had a lot of options. Other than Diamador, but and Diamador, to his credit, is in really good position a majority of the time. Very rarely yeah. is he out of position. Like mm-hmm. he's just not a guy that's going to make a bunch of plays. So teams are going to teams are gonna they're going to key on him because they're not going to key on Mooney Ward. So it's yep. going to be him. He's going to yep. ma- get a majority of the targets. And I just don't. I think that to his credit, uh, like as much as he is targeted. Like uh, that, more we don't have more big plays. Like uh, and yeah, and uh, what's it called? Uh, and then you've got Huff, who everybody's talking about how Huff isn't getting turnovers anymore. Okay, well, when he was getting him in the beginning of the season, we had Mosley on that other side. Mosley yeah. having two corners that can play that can play the run and like, uh, and, and do all the things that Mosley and Mooney Ward were doing at the same time mm-hmm. is such a luxury for those safeties because now those safeties could just roam around and Huff could play to his instincts. But, but now when you take him off and now you got Lenore that needs help, it's going to, it kind of tempers. You have to temper. He has to temper his instinct a little bit and he's not mm-hmm. always willing to do that. 
And I see that that's when we see the breakdowns in coverage, but it's not as many as I feel like a lot of people make it out to be. Like, I, I agree a hundred, dude. It's uh, I think that we, because this defense has been so dominant, we get caught mm-hmm. up in the one or two plays that, that, that happen, And, uh, and in the, in all truth, the 49ers had the only game that they've been even in jeopardy of losing was that Raiders game. Like all the other games, they, I mean, they're on a 10 game win streak, everybody memo memo to everybody like the, and a lot of it was because of the defense. I, I would say a majority of it was, was because of the defense. Like uh, now the offense has come along since Purdy and CMC have gotten going, but, but yeah, this defense was carrying this team at the beginning of the season. So sure. I, 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 did good I, against De- I, I he was pretty good against the Devonte dude. I mean, yeah. Devontae Adams is a top five wide receiver in the league. And Lenore is holding his own out there, guys. I mean, exactly. Look, I don't see him getting burnt, but exactly. I can see him get beat. But yeah. getting beat and getting burnt in my book are two different two things, things entirely. Two different things. Okay. Yep. Telling me that you got beat means you were there, but you just didn't, it just didn't go as planned. Getting burnt means you blew it. Okay. Yeah, exactly. As simple as that. So, Lenore is doing the best that he can. And above all, Pete, he's available. Exactly. He's there. He's healthy and he's there. Exactly. And I, I would mean, say that he's playing Jenkins? better than Ambry. I would say yeah. he's playing better than Ambry was last year. Uh, like yeah. Ambry started playing good down the stretch, but like, uh, but in the playoffs, but I mean, he's still playing better than Ambry in my, in my opinion. Mm-hmm. So yep. And Ambry's, I think he's banged up ankle. He did something to his foot. Yeah, I, I think that's just an excuse to not put him on the field. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, absolutely. He, he's looked bad and, all season. Every time okay, they put him in so, there. So you got Janoris Jenkins, right? You got a veteran yeah. in, in, in Jenkins. Uh, and then you've got Walmack coming yeah. from Akron, which is an hour from here where I live. Um, <laughs> not a big school, bro. Not a, no. not a lot of competition at that position. He excelled in that conference. He was excellent, but. He's just not quite there yet. So yeah, he's a good player Nemo, too. He is. I think he really is, pl- and I believe he's going to be really good. I do believe that. I do believe that. But right now, Lenore is giving us what we need, Pete. And exactly, I know that there's a lot of people that are like Lenore is garbage. Look, yeah. Lenore is all you got right now. Yeah. So start putting your faith in him because he's not as he's not he's not getting burnt, and he's had to go up against some opponents. Yeah, Devontae Adams is no slouch. We know this, and that and and that catch, that controversial catch that that he made in that Raiders game, Lenore was on him. He there was that was great coverage, yeah. great coverage. Yep, it, you know, it really they was. just gave him the ball, which I don't think I don't think it was a catch, but you know, they, it they, could be Josh. We could have Josh Norman out there. Could have Josh Norman out there, or Dre Fitzpatrick out there. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. You know who I really liked, bro, was uh, uh, Denard. What the hell is his name? Yeah, I don't know why. Do you remember him? Yeah, uh, Darquez Denard. Darquez Denard. And I, him, and uh, there was another guy they had, uh, Holman, that they had in the offseason that I, that I Mm -hmm. kind of, I thought he was steady. Uh, But it just seemed like they, they weren't, they were, those guys weren't in the plan. Because Darquez mm-hmm. Denard, I think Womack had made so many plays in the preseason that, that he just took his job, and then they took Womack out for uh, for Lenore because 
uh, because they liked Lenore better in the run against the run, but uh, it was, but I mean, it's, it, it's, uh, it, it's a good, I th- I feel like if, if he is your worst, your, uh, your, your worst piece and your weakest link, I think that you've got a pretty good defense <laughs> because oh I've seen I, some absolutely. corners be so terrible. And mm-hmm. I think that people would, if, if Josh Norman was out there getting PIs every two seconds, uh, like we'd be, we would be really upset right now. Maybe not in the same position that we are. So, yeah, no, I um, think we're in a good, I think we went from having an empty, uh, we had a, a corner cornerback room that was empty yeah. to filling it with a bunch of nice young talent. talent. And I, I think, I think you're right, man. If, if this is your worst problem, you're complaining too much. Yeah. <laughs> we're doing fine. So uh coaching comparison, real quick, because we're we're running a little long. I know you gotta get you got another show to get you're to fine. the uh but uh coaching uh coaching comparison real quick. Does does either team have an advantage with the coaching staff? San Francisco all day. Five I coaches. So. I think so too. With Super Bowl with Super Bowl rings to prove it. Yep. Yeah, I think so too. I'm a, I'm a big uh shanny this is shanny's best coaching job i've ever seen i, I like agree. out of him there's no doubt and uh, people Swanson, need to get people uh, need to remember that they were asking for this man's job at one point this yeah. season yeah uh but yeah greasy uh yeah you said it's Sorensen. uh who's Schneider. the uh, yeah the um, i mean kasurik goes without saying and then uh and then of course D'Amico. And I'm thinking uh, of the guys the that won with Denver. Offensive O-line coach. Uh, uh, I can't remember what his name is right now. Like, uh, but uh, but the the O-line coach and the and Sorensen is the special teams, correct? Yeah, Schneider. Yeah. Schneider special teams. Schneider special teams. That's right. Yeah. I, I, I mean, I think we they, got five of them. If we, if I can remember them, they they've all won. So I mean, we have. We have a staff right now that it's a squad. It's a squad, bro. It truly <laughs> is. And uh and um uh what's up, Beto? I see you family. Um I'm I, I we got a squad out here, Pete. Oh. And and ultimately ultimately I, I see this, I see the the reflection of the coaching. You know, you know who you know who I have not been able to find a fingerprint on this team yet was um Say his name. He stepped in. He stepped in for the run running game. Um, oh, uh, Bobby, Bobby Turner. Oh, uh, you're talking Bobby, about Anthony Anthony Lynn. Anthony Anthony Lynn. I yeah. have not been able to figure out where Anthony Lynn has done a damn thing on this team. I I don't either because the running game was struggling in the beginning, and then Bobby Turner just makes a magical comeback, and all of a sudden the running game is good again. Like, so, yes. I don't know. I don't know. Right. I don't know. And if you look right? at it, like. He was the he was the running game coordinator for the, the Detroit Lions the year before that, and their mm-hmm. running game stunk last year. Yeah, and they bumped they they bumped him out. So I'm trying to figure out like where did Kyle feel like this guy would have an impact in this running back room? I there had to be more to it. I didn't understand it. I still didn't understand it. I didn't see uh I didn't see where he was benefiting or where we were benefiting from having Anthony Lynn. Mm-hmm. Um, but it is what it is. Good to have Bobby Turner back. It is oh, Chris yeah, Forrester, sure. Cowboy. Thank you Chris so much, Forrester. man. Yep, Chris Forrester. Like, that's my guy. Like, uh, 
the uh the the o-line coach right yep yeah yeah he's uh yeah he has done a phenomenal job with this offensive line like i mean aaron banks and uh and burford and then brendel being his first remember the con can you remember the controversy we made going into the season yeah how could you do this how could you do this to trey lance you gave him nothing you know like we were like this is this is insane and 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 turns out these guys the least of our concerns you know um crazy mcglinchy's gotten his shit together for the most part um he's still giving up that exception to jj watt yeah exactly exception to jj watt but jj watt was going to was going to own mcglinchy his entire career yeah it didn't really matter for uh, sure, but but listen, the offensive line has been lights out, man. Better than we can anticipate. Better better than we could have anticipated. Oh, definitely. So I'm just hoping. Me. I'm just hoping we get him back healthy. Um, Brenda has done well, man. Done really well. Um, there's not too many complaints I have right now. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I I am I am so I am so ready for this game Saturday. I, I just man, I am so geeked. I can't even tell you like uh, at home. I, yeah. Just, Were you at all bummed out that we didn't get the number one seed? Did you want the one seed? Uh, now I know some folks have a different opinion. I was, you know, I was a little disappointed, like uh, because <laughs> I was hoping. What really, what the reason why I got kind of like I was getting excited, thinking that it was possible, was because right after the week seventeen, the originally the Giants said they were going to play all their starters. Yeah, and I was like, okay, they, well, they, we got a chance. We got yep. a chance. And then the middle of the week, they said, nah, no, no, no. Yeah, we're not going to do that. It was like they tapped they him on the shoulder. They reminded him that, hey, you're, you're not getting anything from from winning this game. And then they, and then uh, Dable said, uh, just backed off by everything. But uh, And at that point, I knew that because the, the Eagles were going to have to start uh, Hurst, uh, Jalen Hurt. They had no choice. They had no choice but to. Yeah, because they uh, because first off they had to win the game, but second of all, he had to get some reps before going into the playoffs. Like mm-hmm. uh, he had been yeah. off for like what two games, and uh, they did not want him, him cold. Yeah, they didn't want him to get cold. But yeah, I all think this is going to catch up to him. I tr- trust me. The first seed that that bye week, it's going to bite him in the ass. I'm telling you, hurts. This is going to come back on hurts. I promise you. That. I, I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Listen, listen. Uh, it's, I, I want the, the arp, iron sharpens iron, but I, yep. but I, but I hope so. Yeah. <laughs> I, the, the 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 Giants lost by six, brother. They were in that game. They yeah. were in that game. Yeah. Now I was watching our game more, and I wasn't really flipping back and forth. But for the most part, knowing that the Giants put up sixteen and held them, um, gave me great confidence. Absolutely. It, it really did. So, and it, all man. the games that the, the Eagles, as good as their record has been, there was a lot of closer games than there should have been. <laughs> yeah. Like, uh, there was a lot of closer games than there should have been. And, uh, against subpar teams. So, and not that the 49ers can talk, you know, we play down to our competition with the best of them. But, but at the same time, it gives me reason to not fear them as much as as uh, some might think um but that's fair so that's fair score predictions let's end it with the score prediction for uh for this game so here's the thing ever since i stopped giving a score prediction we have won 
So Pete, I gotta, I gotta respectfully pass on the score prediction. Oh. I can't give you one. <laughs> I have, I, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I, I have, I've stayed away from it, my man. I, I just, uh, I, I'm superstitious in the sense, uh, not really, but in, in regards to my Niners, I am. I have not given a score prediction. Those that know me in the chat know that I pass on it every opportunity I get. Yeah, yeah, and that's. Uh, I really like uh, Raphael's uh, score prediction, but I think I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna say 30, 31. I'm gonna say thirty-one ten. I think that it's gonna that's, be. That's... I think that it's gonna be. Uh, there's gonna be one fluke touchdown. And I think that they're going to be able to drive uh, in garbage in in well, at least once in garbage time, and uh, and end up with a. And I think the 49ers defense holds uh, to make them kick a field goal. <laughs> like, <laughs> but uh, I I just think that the 49er defense is going to really try and show out this in this game. I'm really, I really want to see the offense continue what they're doing, and uh, yeah, I'm. But I, I'm thoroughly confident in this game. It's been the first time in a long time that I've been thoroughly confident uh, of. And there's been no, oh, well, you know, if this happens <laughs> and if this happens, no, I just think that this team is really good. I think this they team really is are. really good. I think that this coaching staff is really good. And, uh, and yeah, the, the only thing, yeah, there is nothing. There's nothing. I think that it just is what it is. But, John, I really appreciate having you on today. I thought it was a great show, uh, great back and forth. The, uh, well, of course, we're not going to agree on everything, but that's no, that but makes that's for so a, that makes for a good show. <laughs> so, Absolutely, man, and, and not for nothing. I value your opinion, man. And and it, it, listen, anytime that I anytime I go against the grain. I, I I value everything that you said, man. I, the chat was fantastic today. I, I just Absolutely. I like to take it back to the I take it back to the lab and look at it myself, man. I, I I I try not to get too 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 ahead of myself with the Philadelphia Eagles, man, because yeah. I do believe that they can be beat, man. I don't believe they're oh, world beaters. Um, they they are they're vulnerable as much as we are, and and it's it's gonna be it's gonna be a hell of a playoffs, man. I'm looking forward Absolutely. to it. Absolutely. And one more time, why don't you tell everybody where they can find you on the socials uh, so that everybody can subscribe to your channel. I did put your uh, the link to your channel in the in the description. So make sure you guys take a look okay. at that. Uh, but, uh, but yeah, that. go ahead and you'd let them know. All right, fam. You guys can catch me at the Locker Room Ran on YouTube on Tuesday nights at 9 p.m. I do a show with two of my best friends. Uh, we call it the Locker Room Rant because we go back and forth. We argue with one another. Uh, we have a Bills fan, a Browns fan, and myself, a Niners fan, and we just love to chop it up, man. Pete, it's been a pleasure, my friend. I, I, I would love to do it again, and I'm going to get you on the locker room rant with me and the guys. Absolutely, uh, I'll, I'll, I'll get you up shortly. I'll get you. I'll get a hold of you the week, and we'll yeah. line it up. Okay, my man. Yeah, for sure, for sure. And one more time for everybody. Of course, you can see the the Niner Fanatic podcast on YouTube, Facebook, Twitter, and you can get your audio anywhere. That where you can get your audio podcast. Uh, I don't care where you get it, just get it. And uh, make sure that you tell a friend to tell a friend so that we can be friends every week and that we can chop it up and you guys can get crazy in the chat and give us your questions and comments. But once again, John V, Locker Room Rant. This was the Niner Fanatic Podcast. Appreciate all of you, but go Niners. Go Niners.